Get ready to move from ordinary to extraordinary, natural to supernatural with Radical Change Ministries. This morning I want to share with you still on the purpose, your purpose in life, the purpose of your life. And I want to give you some, some keys. I'm going to just mention five keys this morning. There is much more to a purpose in life. Amen? Five keys to find and achieve and to maintain your purpose. To find your purpose, say, find my purpose. Find my purpose. And, and achieve my purpose. And maintain my purpose. You, we have to maintain our vehicles and machinery to keep on running. Am I right? You, <laughs> that's right. You, you have to maintain your relationship with your wife to keep it running. Oh, only a few amens. You have to maintain your relationship with your husband to keep it running. You have to, keep, you have to maintain your relationships with people around your family to keep it running. Amen? Maintenance. Maintenance. So important. Let's go to Jeremiah 29, 11, and, and we all know this. But here comes the purpose of God that he says, For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you. God knows it already. Do we know it? It's a question we, we beg to ask. Do, you, do we know it? Says the Lord. Plans for what? For peace and well-being and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. What does God want to give you? A future and a hope. Without hope we are lost, right? To give you a future and hope. Amen? You know, God has his interest in our future. He's invested in our future. That is where his investment is, is in our future, our purpose. Amen? He cares about our future. Sometimes the problem is we are the one who don't have any interest in our own future. We don't see ourselves in the next month or in, in the next year or in the next two years. We don't see ourselves sometimes, right? I was there. You, you, don't, you just exist. You just go with the flow, go day by day, and you just exist. Amen? But here, God said to Jeremiah, I, have, I know the plans that I have for you. I, I'm, I am invested in your future. Are you invested in your future? In your plan? Amen? As I see that baby sitting at the back there, in the father's hands, and in the mother's lap, that mother and father has only the best interest for that child. Only wants the best for that child, for that child. The same way the father over us. The same way. It's like the father is holding us in his arms. And he says, I, I, I know the plans that I have for you. A future of, of hope and grace to live. That is what I hope for you, he says. All I need you to do is believe me. Hmm. All I need you to do is believe me, the Father says. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Amen. As you know me as your pastor, I'm going to sometimes make you cry. I'm sometimes going to make you laugh. And I'm crying myself. Hallelujah. As the Holy Spirit invades me. Number one of the five key points. Have a purpose in life and focus on it. Have a purpose in life. Sometimes a purpose can be out way in 30 years, but sometimes the purpose is right here. Or right there. Or next month. Or next year. We can have a lot of purposes in life, right? A purpose is like a vision. You have a vision, but you have sometimes small visions in between that gets you to your big vision or your big purpose. Am I right? Everyone must have, firstly, a purpose in life if they want to be a success. What a success, what a success sometimes. To change a bad habit is success. To find a husband or a wife, that is success. Right? We always think success is that, to have a lot of money or to have a lot of buildings. To study can be a purpose. To have a great job. To be excellent in what you do is a great purpose. Amen? To be, just, to, just to be excellent in what you're doing right now is a purpose. But I'm telling you, it might, be, it might seem to be a small purpose for you because you are busy with it right now, but it's a major business, purpose right now. If you achieve and you, are, and you succeed in that purpose, you move on to the next one. And you build what? You build a character of excellence in you. Sometimes we... It's good to have those big visions and big purposes. But you are so stretching out far, look out there, you are stumbling over these small purposes right in front of you. And you neglect your, your family, you neglect your, your work, you neglect your, yourself. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, we get up out of bed in the mornings and we dress and we, the ladies... Uh, Nearly said, we, we put makeup on. I don't put makeup on. <laughs> the ladies put makeup on. <laughs> you know? Why? There's a purpose. To look nice. To feel good about yourself. Right? Amen? Why do we dress nicely? Or why do we want to dress nicely? Or why, why, why do we... You see all the purposes that, that we have during the day, even during the morning... Amen? You know, it's, it's sometimes we so often hear the stories and we see movies about a, a family that is going well and uh, the husband is working so hard to, to become rich and to be, have a lot of money to provide everything for his wife and for his children and for education. And after two years or three years, they are rich. He, he has reached his goal in, in financial freedom. But sometimes what happens he neglects his family. And three years or four years down the line, there's a divorce. And the family falls apart. We have to be careful. You know, that man might have got what he wanted. There was a purpose in his life. He, he might have got his money. But he lost, he lost his family due to neglect. Amen? Hallelujah. Say hallelujah. 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 Just want to make sure you are awake this morning. And for the people tuning in on Facebook, I want to assure you are awake this morning. Are you awake? Say yes. 
Okay, they are awake. <laughs> right, let's go to Exodus 9, verse 16. I'm reading out of the Amplified um, Translation. Exodus 9, verse 16. But indeed, for this very reason, I have allowed you to live. Mm, talking to the Egyptians here. In order to show you, your Egyptians, my power, God says, and in order that my name may be proclaimed throughout all the earth. God could have destroyed the Egyptians. Amen? But he says, I'm going to let you live. I want to, I want to make you see what, what God I am and who I am for my people. Proverbs 20, verse 5. Hallelujah. A plan, a motive or a wise counsel in the heart of a man is like water in a deep well. Not a dry well, a deep well with water in there's water in this well. But a man of understanding draws it out. So you, you, you might have wisdom in your inner being, but what draws it out is understanding and insight. So, so often we pray for, Lord, give me understanding. I read your scripture, I read this verse, but I don't really understand it. Right? Holy Spirit, help me to understand this. And the Holy Spirit might tell you, okay, go to a different translation, perhaps, of the Bible. Go to a different book of the Bible. Or go to a reference that it refers to this verse to get understanding and knowledge. Amen? But a man of understanding draws it out, draws the water out of the well. Okay, number two. Say number two of the keys of the purpose. Excited life. Have an excited life. Amen? Excitement is a muscle for our what? For our soul. Our soul area. Excitement. Excitement. How often do we get up in the mornings and there's no excitement? Immediately when you wake up and you drink coffee, you think, oh, I must do this today. And I must, I must sort that out today. And, and what, what happens? The excitement trickles down. It, it's sort of, there's no real excitement. It's just a job that I have to do today. But we have to learn to get some excitement back in our lives. Amen? Look forward. Book a weekend away. Look forward to that weekend. It's an excitement. It's, an, it's an, a, a time of excitement that you can have with your wife. Have dinner. Make her a hamburger or make a breakfast. Or your husband. Amen? <laughs> so number two is have a, try to have an excited life. Not the morbid life. Because we can be glad that we are alive. Amen? You know, excitement, like I said, excitement is a muscle for your soul. Excitement is a muscle for your soul. When you want to run, you have to use some muscles. Am I right? Any activity requires muscles. When we are not excited for what we do, we will not have the strength to accomplish it. Amen? When we are not excited for what we do, we're not going to accomplish it. So even in, in the chore, 
The English word chore means something you have to go and do. You have to go and do groceries, or you have to go and do washing, or you have to go and uh, pick up the dog's poop or something. Be excited about it, because at least afterwards the garden is going to be clean. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> so we have to see the end result before you actually do what you have to do. Right? It's a sense of accomplishment. And we all like the sense of accomplishment, am I right? When you accomplish something, when you build a house, when you build a road, when you build something or create something or draw something, there is a sense of accomplishment. Amen? But we have to be excited about that, about that what we want to do. So we have to be careful of that, of that thought pattern where we want to be morbid and depressed and oppressed. Oh, no, I have to do this and this. Yes, we have challenges, but be excited in your challenges because that's how we learn. Thomas Edison failed a thousand and plus times before he got the light bulb right. He failed. So there's no, no disgrace in failing. Who has failed in their life? Mm, everybody. Who has failed at something? Man, anything. We have all failed in stuff. There's no disgrace in failing. On the contrary, it builds character. Hmm? It builds character. But what does the enemy want to come and do? The devil says, oh, you failed again, man. You are a loser. You, you, you're not going to win this. That is the voice of the enemy. And you have to recognize that voice immediately and chuck it out. Discard it. Delete it. Shift delete, not even in the recycle bin. Permanently delete. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. If you, want to be, if you want to be successful, and success means you accomplish your purpose, that small purpose, you must be excited about your life. If not, you'll quit in the middle of the race. Right? No excitement equals sometimes quitting. Hallelujah. Let's go to John 4 in verse 34. Thank you, Jesus. And here Jesus speaks, and Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me, and to completely finish his work. You see what Jesus is doing here? He's in a sense excited. He has to finish this purpose of his, him being on, on earth. He has to finish this. And he says to the disciples, he said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me, my father, and to completely finish his work. Amen? Not give up halfway or, ah, let me see how it goes tomorrow. I'll, I'll, I'll see if, I'm, if I feel like doing this. Amen? We've all been there. <laughs> Ach, I'll do this tomorrow. Especially the people in, in the Western Cape. The Western Cape has a, has a very lethargic lifestyle. Their lifestyle is not very energetic. They always say, ah, tomorrow is, an, is another day. Tomorrow is not a day. Tomorrow is another day. We'll do it tomorrow. We've, we've seen that. But in Gauteng and other provinces, you, know, you have to get going. Amen? Yeah. John 6, 26. Uh, yeah, John 6, 27. Verse 27, and Jesus again says here, 
Do not work for food that perishes, but for food that endures and leads to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. Jesus will give us the food to accomplish and have that excitement. For God the Father has authorized him as what? As what? As what? Authorized him and put his seal on him. Yeah. God the Father has all, when you have authorization to draw money from the bank, you have authorization. You can draw that money. He has put his seal on him, the seal of approval, the same way Jesus Christ has authorized us to do more and mightier things than he has done. Authorized. You mean you have the authorization. You don't have to go and ask for authorization. Oh, Jesus, can I do this? Uh, uh, Holy Spirit, um, I, I don't know if, I, if I'm allowed to pray for this person right now. Can I baptize him? Uh, Holy Spirit, are you there? I'm, I'm asking. No. He has already authorized us. I mean, he has already given us a seal to preach the gospel, to pray for people, to heal the sick, to baptize people. So often we get a call from people that say, um, uh, can I baptize this person? Yes, you can baptize him. If you believe you are the baptizer, you, the John the Baptist, if you believe in the Son of God and Father God, in the Holy Spirit, the baptism of water, the submission of water, if you believe that His blood has cleansed you, that He has died for you, He has risen for you, if you believe that, you can baptize. Amen? So all of you sitting here right now and listening to us or to me, don't ever ask us that question again. <laughs> you are authorized. Amen? Say, I'm authorized. I'm authorized. I, have I have a seal on me. On me. Hallelujah. That is who we are. What does that do for us? It puts a new identity on us. Or not a new one, or, or sometimes a new one, or it reaffirms your identity. Amen? It, it reassures us again. But you have authority. You can do that. No, I must go to the pastor Oh, no, the pastor is too low. I must go to perhaps the apostle. Yeah, let, let me go. No. <laughs> Amen? Yes, it's good to honor. It's good to ask. You know, you, you, are, you can ask us. I, I, I want to baptize this person. I'm going to baptize this person. And then we pray with you. Amen? That's good. But we have to know our identity. We have to know what we are authorized to do. As Christians, as believers. Amen? Say, I have the power. I have the power. Hallelujah. Number three. Wow. Know yourself and be yourself. Know yourself and be yourself. You know, sometimes, sometimes we don't know ourselves. 
Only if we start reading books on, on psychology and how your brain works and how, your, how the characteristics, in, characteristics, characteristics works in yourself, amen, then you start to know yourself. We, in our master's degree or studying, we did a book called Flip, Flippin', uh, and the book was called, sorry, the, the author was called Flip, Flippin', and the book was called The Flip Side. It's an awesome book. So the author is Flip, Flippin', and the book's called The Flip Side. And there he teaches us, and we... we our constraints and where we lack sometimes, what is our shortcomings, what is our strengths, and how we can... And then, as you go through this, and it, it, it points out the characteristics of a, a, a type of person, and then you see, but you, I'm like that a bit. <laughs> or I'm like, I'm like that a bit. Or a lot. And then in the book, he helps you to overcome that and to work on that. And that's how you to get to know yourself. Amen? And sometimes that's also when you realize, why don't people understand you? Not you are not understanding people. Sometimes people don't, don't, don't get you. And then you realize, but it's that area in my life that is shortcoming or whatever. I need to work on that. Amen? It's not to change your whole character and to, to change your whole persona. No. It's just to, to, to work in areas Amen? Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, we are never too old to do that. <laughs> we are never too old to do that, or too young, or too whatever. It's a lifelong journey. You know, knowing your, knowing your strength and weaknesses will lead us to the right goal. People who knew themselves is a people or person who have a sense of destiny, as soon as you start to know yourself, you, 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 you see, but things are changing. I'm getting a, a new destiny. I, I'm excited now. I, I, can, I can do this. Amen? You know, John Maxwell, Maxwell said that you get two kinds of weaknesses. Weaknesses in the area of skill and ability. Sometimes we are not skilled to strip a vehicle and service a vehicle or sometimes I don't have an ability to do, to do that. That's one thing. We can train and we can get this, those skills. Amen? But a weakness in the area of attitude, discipline, and relationship, that is more serious. That is character. That is fruit. This is the area where we need to improve our attitudes, our discipline. Amen? Hey. Two amens. And relationships. We can always improve on these characteristics. Attitude, to have a positive attitude about everything and anything. Amen? From small stuff in the house, when you make coffee for your wife, or you make breakfast for your husband, whatever. A small attitude to big attitude at work, or whatever. Work on those attitudes. Be positive. Be excited. Say, I'm excited. I'm excited. Are you excited? Okay. Don't try to be someone else. Just be yourself. Hallelujah. The best thing you can, you can be is a bad copy. 
Sometimes you, if you want to be like someone else, you're going to be a bad copy. <laughs> right? And we don't have to say, don't say, ah, I was born like this and I'm going to die like this and I'm, I'm never going to change. <laughs> Amen? We can always change. We can always work on our attitudes, our gratitude, our persona or whatever, our character, our fruit. Amen? Hallelujah. The last scripture on this point is Psalm 1, from 1 to 3. And David writes here, Blessed the fortunate, the prosperous, favored by God. You see what the word blessed mean? Do you see that? It's not just, I oh, bless you, brother. When you bless someone, you tell him to be fortunate, to be prosperous, favored by God. I oh, bless you. Hachi, bless you. It's not an ordinary bless. It's a blessing from God when you bless someone. with. So blessed is a man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, following their advice and examples, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. Verse 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, his precepts and his teachings. You see what the law means here? Law doesn't mean the, all the laws of the Jews, 800 and what, what, what? 32 or so, I'm not sure. His laws is his precepts, his principles, his teachings. And he habitually meditates day and night. Verse 3. And he will be like a tree, firmly planted and fed by streams of water. Fed. Which yields its fruit in its season. Amen? Say season. In its season, its leaves does not wither. And in whatever he does, he what? I want you to say, he what? He prospers. He prospers and comes to maturity. Hallelujah. Number four. Point number four. Maximize your potential. We all have potential. We all have gifts that God gave us. So try and find it and maximize it. Amen? So often we go out of school or we don't know what to do and where to go. And No, I want to study this because it's a lot of money. Uh, it's not always about that. Maximize your potential. So it's so vitally important that in high school already, we should, as, as, as adults, determine what is this child's um, aptitude? What is he, what is he lean to be, to be good? Is he a good thinker? Is he a good doer? Is he an artist? Whatever. Amen? Important stuff. We must have what the, what the Bible called an excellent spirit. An excellent spirit is a person who do, who do the best with what he has. Amen? Maximizing his potential. An excellent spirit is, like yesterday, I was fixing my wife's ring, the stone. It was this big. Okay, it's not a diamond, don't worry. <laughs> but it's a beautiful stone, and it fell out of its setting. So, I, 
I know rings, they, they have clamps, so you clamp the stone onto the setting. But these clamps were not working so lacquer. And I don't know why. So I had to get my engineering brain. So I used glue to glue that stone on very nicely with a spirit of excellence, not, a muff, not too much glue, only a half a drop. I first took my first drop and it was too much. Then I saw, no, 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 this is going to be too much glue. So I let it drip off and I used a small amount of glue and I put the stone in. And is it good? The, the ring is good again. <laughs> what, does that, what does that give you? It gives you a sense of accomplishment. It's a small thing. It's not even my thing. It's my wife's ring. Hmm. Hmm. There it comes. There it comes. Sure. When you do something for someone else with a spirit of excellence, the reward and the accomplishment is greater. Hmm. I'm going to say it again. This is good. When you do something else, when you do something for somebody, someone else, with a spirit of excellence, the reward and the sense of accomplishment is greater. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That was not just a nugget. It was a golden nugget. Doesn't come from me. It comes from the Holy Spirit. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Maximize our potential. You know, in Hebrews 11, verse 4, by faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which it was testified of him that he was righteous and upright and right standing with God. And God testified, God testified by accepting his gifts. And though he died, yet through this act of faith, he still speaks. Amen? He still speaks. So what do we bring to God? What do we offer to God? What do we, what do we bring to his kingdom? Sometimes if you bring a spirit of excellence, it's much more worth than your money. There's much more value, there's more value in your spirit of excellence, in your spirit of great attitude than your finances. Amen? Hallelujah. Key number five, point number five, the last one, as I'm concluding this. Wow, this is also a very important one. Finding your self-identity. Finding your self-identity. How often have me and you been in places when we were younger or wherever, and we don't know who we are. We don't even have an identity. Right? 
We, we, we hear, and then, and then we hear, and then, uh, sorry, Jomi, I'm moving around too quick. Eh? And then we hear, and then we hear, and then we hear, right? Self-identity. We sh- sometimes there's a struggle to find who you are. What can you do good? Where are you supposed to go? Right? It's an important key, finding your self-identity. How do we find it? Find it, read books, read books about character, read the Bible, read what Jesus said about our character, read what he says about his identity in Christ, and he gave it to us. Read Proverbs. Amen? Get the counsel from the wise. There is, there's Christian people who has written wonderful books, like I mentioned, this flipping book. Flip, flipping. The flip side. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. We also laughed when we saw this, this book that we had to read. And it was very interesting. <laughs> yeah, we need to find our identity in Christ. Your identity in Christ. Hallelujah. I want to say this to you. A healthy self-identity will build healthy relationship. Relationships. A healthy relationship will lead us to a healthy self-acceptance. Amen? To accept ourselves. To love ourselves. Amen? I just want to tell you a story about Self-love. When I was in, in grade 12, matric, we went on to an a, a army camp, go and sleep in the bush and do army drills and shoot and so forth. It's called a bifak. Weird name. Anyway, so this next morning, we're sitting in the lecture benches in the bush, and this major officer asked us, during his, his whole lecture, he asked us that, who loves yourself? I know, we are teenager boys, you know, 17 and 18 years old. Who loves yourself? No, we don't love ourselves. What, what, what does that mean? That's weird. You don't love yourself. And there's one boy right in front. He was a joker, but his hand went, yup. <laughs> Only him. And all of us, other people, of other guys, we said, no, man, he's, he's weird. And then this officer said, well, he's the only one that's right. And he was doing it jokingly. And then he started to explain to us that when you are in a war, self-love is, is crucial, sometimes the most important aspect of your character to have. Because if you do not love yourself, you cannot love your guy next to you that you have to protect in war. If you do not love yourself, you will run like a martyr into the, into the enemy fields and get shot up if there's no self-love. He says, you have to love yourself. And that stuck to my head. And then I started to realize, but yeah, it's true. You have to love yourself. Why do you care for yourself? Right? Self-love. Yeah. Hallelujah. 
So a healthy self-acceptance will give a healthy self-actualization. Self-acceptance will produce self-actualization. What does actualization mean? It means it's the realization you realize or the fulfillment of one's talents and, and, and potentials. So you realize what talents you have and you realize what potential you have. It's self-actualization. You actually start to get to know yourself, right? And a self-actualization will take us to a healthy and true success in life. Amen? Again, what is success? Success is achieving your purpose. A long goal purpose, a short goal purpose, doesn't matter. I, was, I felt success when I put that stone in that setting. It was successful. Amen? Hallelujah. Are you getting something out of this? I'm ending off. You, your responsibility for your own success. You are responsible for your own success. Amen? You can't sit at home or sit here and expect other people to do it for you. It's not going to work so lacquer, right? It's our responsibility. We have to take responsibility for our own actions, for our own successes, for our own goals, right? God will prepare and enable you. There it comes. There comes the power and the thrust. God will enable you and prepare you. And people who love you will encourage you. But you yourself need to walk on the road step by step. You have to get up and take the steps and walk. Right? And that every step that you take is actually a miracle from God. It's the Holy Spirit helping you. It's Father God helping you to take those steps to your next purpose, to your next goal. Right? Amen? Hallelujah. So, to summarize, the five keys, quickly, have a purpose in life. Focus on it. Number two, be excited about the purpose. <laughs> Laugh a bit. I can only see a few teeth. Especially the black folks. When the black folks laugh, I like it a lot. Because you can see the white teeth against the dark skin. It's a contrast. Our white folks, when we laugh, you only see a little bit of white teeth. You know, it's not so, it's not so much. Amen? <laughs> so I want to see those teeth. Be excited about life. Be excited that you are alive. Be excited that you can go out here and go and buy something to eat or, or get something to eat. Amen? Hallelujah. Number three, know yourself and be yourself. Amen? Number four, maximize your potential. Maximize it. Study it. Get some skills. Get the right attitude towards it. Amen? And lastly, finding your self-identity. Getting that self-identity is important. And Jesus... He, he, he showed us, he said to us, how do we find it? I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I've given you the authority. You have an identity in Christ, in me, in Father God. I have put my seal of approval on you. 
self-identity, self-worth. I'm worthy. Say, I'm worthy. I'm worthy. I'm worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, as I pray this morning and as I end off the sermon, we just want to thank you, Holy Spirit, that you come with your revelation in us. And you spoke to us this morning about who we need to be and where our purpose is and what can we do and our attitudes and that we, we, that we have the authority in you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you empower us. Thank you, Father, that you bestow your grace and your mercy so lavishly upon us. Thank you, Father, for your grace and thank you for your mercy and thank you for your love and thank you that you knew us first before we knew you. Wow. Thank you, Jesus, that you were the ultimate sacrifice for me, for me, the ultimate sacrifice to give me that new identity, that new authority, that new seal on my life. And I want to end off with number 622 when I bless you. Number 622, or, or, um, 624 actually, verse 24. And the Lord says, the Lord will bless you and keep you. He will protect you. He will sustain you. And he will guard you. Wow. He will protect you. He will sustain you. And he will guard you. The Lord makes his face to shine upon you with favor. I want you to close your eyes and see the Lord's face. His face is shining upon you with what? With favor. With favor. And he says, I am pleased with you. You are my beloved son and daughter in whom I'm well pleased. He says, I love you. I love you. And be gracious to you surrounding you with loving kindness. The Lord lift up His countenance and His face upon you. Wow. With divine approval. With divine approval. And everybody says, Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Did you get something? I got something. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for tuning into Radical Change Ministries. Subscribe for more.